welcome back to another episode of Accidentally Starting a Food Business by Condomaniac with me, Jen, and Care. I don't know why you did that so delayed. Yeah. Got my drink again. What is it? Whiskey and Coke. Yeah, great. Mm. So it's been almost two months since we since we have uploaded an episode. Yeah. Why? Yeah, that was on my list actually. What I don't actually know what why what have we been doing? Well, I've been trying to record this podcast for like this episode for a while, but I think you know it's the usual. We just got busy. We released a new product um, called Pizza the Action. I think we actually announced it on this podcast when we were still developing it. Yeah. And we have since actually released it and it's gone down really well. Yeah. So we've been kind of busy with that um, and just loads of other things. You know, small business life where you just, all your weekends are just filled up by stuff. So this podcast isn't always as high up on the list as I want it to be. But yeah, we're back. It's true. I think we've we've spent a lot more weekends, haven't we now? Yeah. Trying to... I, I guess we should things. like... Actually, we need to give a little update. So um, the last podcast was on January the 31st, I believe, which was my birthday, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, We didn't actually record then, but I think that's when we uploaded it. Anyway, um, I don't know how much we updated it last time, but basically some stuff has happened. So until the end of last year, both of us were still working full-time day jobs. Mm -hmm. And then since then, you had started working part-time four days a week. Yep. And what has since happened? Quit my job quit your job quit my job um not not for any nothing to do with them they they were amazing but we uh we were fortunate well we've been fortunate enough for this business to do well enough for me to warrant doing that i'm not gonna take loads of money from condomaniac i'm planning on not but you know what i mean you have that kind of uh option to it's a calculated risk yeah i, I mean taking it for Transparency: We haven't ever taken money out of the company at this point, mm. so it'll be interesting to start doing that because you know it's like I don't know if, if if any other business owners are listening. I don't know if you feel the same, but you're just trying to keep all the money in the bank with mm. all your force, like you're just trying to not get the balance to go down. So it'll feel pretty weird to take money out. But um, in other news, I have started working part time now as well. Mm -hmm. I work four days a week on my day job since the beginning of February. So yeah, we're going to have lots more time, probably not going to feel that way, but we will have some more time to work on Condomaniac, so that's really exciting. That's mm -hmm. just yeah. an update I wanted to give. At the start. Yeah, because I guess, you know, our journey, it will change. We will have topics to talk about, but I feel like it's also good to just update you on what's happening in real time so that it gives more context because... Yeah, real-ish time. Yeah, just slight delay, but... But otherwise, it won't make sense if we talk about a topic in four years' time. And may right. hopefully we'll have grown by then. And people still think we're just this two-person hobby business. Yeah. We are We are trying. You know, we're, we're slightly slightly growing, which is really nice. Yeah, we're getting there. But yeah, anyway, that was just a little pivot. <laughs> pivot! Pivot! <laughs> Anyone else, any other Friends fans out there? Yeah, I just saw that episode Friends again. is so overrated, I'm sorry, I have to say. Shut up. <laughs> been watching friends again on netflix and uh that was that episode uh, it was good anyway so what is today's episode about jen it's about one of one like it's a bit of a sore spot in my life it's customer service okay 
Right, so <laughs> so let's unpack that. This is basically going to be therapy, is it? So let's unpack that. For why, me a little bit. So I, I want to is... say, at first, first thing I want to say is that um, I have actually worked in customer service-facing roles just in, you know, normal life. So when I was 19, I worked in a supermarket um, alongside school where I used to work at a cash register. So I had, like, you know, customer-facing contact, used to get have to deal with complaints and things Mm -hmm. for uh, six euros an hour at the time in Germany. So that was fun. And then I also used to waitress here in in London. Um, And I just, yeah, I just had some some contact with customer service prior to this. Mm. Whereas you... Well, to be fair, a lot of my jobs have been customer facing, but B2B. Yeah. I hate using buzzwords like B2B. But you <laughs> know what I mean? Business to business. As in I've been like sending emails like, hi, Brenda, let's talk about this. Not like yeah, some Yeah, but we're talking end guy. consumer. Yeah. Some, like working in a... Yeah. Like yeah. as in I've not been talking to like in a bar, like trying to... I've, I've in fact actively avoided jobs where I have to deal with members of the public. <laughs> Fair enough. So basically I've already had a bit of a well, experience, I guess, in it. And um, I also had some, like, tiny micro-micro businesses just, like, selling stuff on Etsy where you deal with people once in a while um, and you do customer service, I guess. So from that, I kind of knew what was, you know, what to expect. And I also just wanted to quickly say that we've been extremely fortunate with Condomaniac because we get very, very little... um, emails or anything so so maybe we get like one or two emails a week and we send about a thousand over a thousand parcels a month so that's a super tiny rate of just messages that we get which is you know great because if you don't hear from them that's basically a good thing what well, is what i think um, no news is good news yeah, and sometimes we get really nice. Like, you, not every interaction with a customer is negative i mean they're much more inclined to write to you if something is wrong um, but we also get really great emails that just say, I really love your product, just wanted to let you know, which is, you know, that's the amazing side. It is nice. So I feel like this this episode is going to take the format of me <laughs> delving into your relationship with customer service, Jen. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a few questions and, we're, and, we're, and we'll, and we'll okay. riff. That's we'll good. riff around it. So my first question is, this is a pretty big topic, is the customer always right? That's the saying, isn't it? I Customer's actually, always right. What, yeah, I what, thought what about your this thoughts? the other day. Um, I, I don't think they are, but I think as a business, you have to make them think that they are, most, <laughs> like almost always. Um, that's the kind of the, the deal with it. So uh, it's just such a big topic, so much to unpack. But like what I always feel is that most of the customer service you do happens in your own head that you don't actually communicate to the customer. So let's say you get an email from a customer that's really upset because maybe something they ordered arrived broken and they just project their upsetness on you. So they're like, it's your fault. Like, why did you do this? You didn't wrap it right. It's your fault. Like, fix it. And when you first read that, like, at least I, I'm a pretty, like, an emotionally charged person. So I get... You know, immediately I get like my heart rate going and I have a really bad habit of reading stuff like that after hours. So I'll read an email like that at like 1am and then I can't sleep because I can't stop thinking about it because I want to fix it right then and there, even though they're probably asleep and mm-hmm. they don't really care that much about it. But um, 
most of what's happening then is within me. So I have to, in my head, kind of just go through the whole thing mm. and be like, this is what I'm going to do to fix it. This is what I'm going to say. Yeah. And then I usually write draft out like several emails that I don't send. Yeah. Because usually the first email you send is not the best one. It's mainly you just saying, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Well, no. I mean, not not for an email like that. There have been <laughs> there have been some emails that really did get me going, and which is just version three is. Oh, of course, we'll we'll help. You. I mean, I think my my style of customer service is just from the fact that I also, you know, I am a consumer. We all are consumers. Yeah. So I always go by this is the solution I would want. Yeah. And then also, I think like, is it gonna like how much is it going to hurt us to just fix this for them like what's the you know the i cost, can't think of the, cost benefit whatever yeah call something it. like that that's I probably just, some business speak for it but yeah let's keep focused on the question <laughs> is the so customer is always the right customer always right no because sometimes customers will you know some customers are trying to basically scam you out of things mm. some customers are just they let their emotions take over and maybe accuse you of things that they know are not true yeah um so no they're not actually always right but i would say that as a business it's our job to resolve it in a way that they feel like they were in the right and it's come out to their satisfaction whatever way that might be well i i mean my my question would be are people always right and the answer to that would be no (laughs) customers are just people um, but I think the saying comes from you know, it's something that's probably a hangover from like the seventies or whatever it is. Like the from a business perspective, the mindset that is a, the right mindset to have because if you ever if you approach each customer complaint or with it's usually about complaints. This kind of mindset um, with. Um, that attitude, you're going to come out better as the business. There's not, I think what you're trying to say is, and which is right, there's nothing to be gained by arguing with people apart from potentially making them more irate and damaging yourself even more. And actually one thing that I've learned, I'll see if you, you would agree, is usually the people that are the most passionate, let's say, say they've got that fire within them uh, and they have t- they take issue with something are uh, the most likely to become your biggest advocates if you treat them with respect and you treat them well. Yeah, we've definitely had examples of that where someone emailed us initially upset and then we solved their issue and I see them ordering again and again. Happens all the time. Yeah, and that's like I said earlier with the cost benefit whatever thing. It's like acquiring a customer costs on average yeah. a lot more than just refunding someone once yeah. um, and also well i'm going to take the customer's perspective from this one i am a karen quite often sometimes <laughs> like as in i will if someone doesn't meet my expectations i will go ham sometimes with that it. makes you sound horrible i've only known for, for you to message or, or like leave a review for a company maybe like twice oh no in, i'm not like that in 10 I mean, years like, i mean like if there's a if there's like an issue as a business owner, because we're customers as well, remember? Like, I mean, businesses. just this morning, uh, 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 we, we ordered some labels and only half of them turned up yesterday. 
So I was on live chat this morning being like, where's the other half of my order? Yeah, but you weren't like, oh, you forgot half of oh, my no, order on purpose and I, I hate you. I was super English about it and I was all kind. Hi, excuse me, could you excuse please me, let me know? Excuse me, could you please? I'm sorry, but I'm apologising. Yeah, but we, I thought. mean, okay, that, that, that's, I think that's just irritating. Like stuff, like you, you might be a bit irritating. Like we mm. get people sometimes emailing a day after their order has been dispatched. Like, hey, I haven't received this yet. When will I get it? And that's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And I don't mind just saying, hey, you know, read our shipping policy it's usually two to three days but due to covid it can be like a bit longer that's fine i don't really mind that because you know people are just excited it just means they can't wait to receive their products that's good um so i try and see it as a good thing yeah yeah and also i would say like you know i think it's nice of them to care enough yeah like you said i, I had another point but it flew it <laughs> sorry i probably just it flew out of my head so i basically just repeated what you said <laughs> anyway so I had uh, uh, my next kind of question is um, when do you think uh, do you think there was a turning point particularly for us where it started to pick up and there's like and customer service became a little bit more um, yeah prevalent so, in our day to day. So I think there was three things that happened. First, when we started um, selling on Amazon. Yeah, that was a biggie. Because just. Amazon is just known to Different be... Different game. <laughs> yeah, but Amazon as a company is known to do amazing customer service in the sense that they side with the customer nine times out of ten. Maybe more, nine, 9.9 times out of ten. They'll side with the customer. If you ever don't receive something from Amazon, you can file an A to Z claim, you'll get your money back. You just always get your way, basically. Yeah. And we <clears> sell on Amazon Marketplace at the moment. Um, so you do get... I mean, very rarely for us, again, it's like we get such little amount of messages mm-hmm. on Amazon for the amount. That we yeah. Ship. Um, but there was definitely, you know, one or two people. We've mentioned this here before. We had one person actually ordering something and then weeks later messaging saying, hey, I, I actually just realized I ordered this by accident. Oh, they and, are cheeky. And we were like, oh, no worries. Do you want to send it back? And they were like, no, I already used it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Ordered it by accident, but but I then ate it all. you know we did end up actually refunding them. Um, well, Amazon's even worse because you're really yeah because they will really just go to Amazon and they will refund it on your behalf otherwise. But something I just wanted to quickly say while saying this because this just sounds like <clears throat> as a business you just need to like let people do whatever they want with you and there, I think there is a bit of a line so we've had someone we've had a few people trying to cancel their order after we already shipped their product so then we didn't say, oh, yeah, just take your money back. Like, I think sometimes it's good to give them a slight barrier because mm-hmm. that puts off most people already. So we said, it's already shipped. Happy for you to return it once you receive it. And then nine times out of ten, you never hear from them again because yeah. I feel like they just tried it. They're like, oh, maybe I can get my money back and get the product at the same time. So if you give them that slight barrier that they mm-hmm. have to send it back and then prove that they send it back, then they just won't bother. I so, would say that's very rare, though. Yeah, very, yeah, like twice, three times maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most people are just like, "Hey, the postman used my package as a football, and and yeah. here's my smash bottle." That's the biggest, the biggest problem for us. I don't know. I just, I just don't know. I'd love to be a fly on the wall. Yeah. I just don't know what they do with these parcels, but sometimes we get that we get them back returned. Yeah, and we're like, wow. again, very rarely. But yeah, basically, so that's Amazon. I'm trying not to lose the original questions. The when point, did it start to pick up? Yeah, so another point is um, <clears throat> COVID, because 
in the first lockdown especially the post was extremely slow mm-hmm. so it could take like two weeks for a parcel even if we used to ship second class and that normally would take two working days and it sometimes took two three weeks mm-hmm. uh, so that was an increase in inquiries people just like where's my parcel second Which is class fair enough. Yeah, second class is not tracked, so we also couldn't really say exactly where it was. And then also because people weren't used to it because the pandemic was so new, um, some of them just didn't get it and they were just really upset and said, I can't believe you, this is the worst customer service ever. Like, how can you not tell me where my parcel is when I'll get it? It's been five days, I can't, like, this is terrible. So that was a bit of a turning point, um, which looking back now um, probably would go very different. Because in this lockdown, for example, there have been stretches where stuff is late, and I feel like people are a lot more accepting. Yeah. Now. Yeah, they are. Because they just weren't used to it before. Yeah. And then. And Royal Mail has done a good job at. um... Yeah, they've been pretty good for, you know, this situation. Just the third thing, before I forget, um, is actually I wanted to mention uh, that when we started using a, a software for our shipping, that that dramatically decreased the amount of inquiries. Well, you're kind of skipping forward to one. Yeah, but that was, was the three. That was basically the three moments where it either where I, I noticed a it difference. Changed. Yeah, it changed. Well, that's a, that's a nice segue then. I guess that's what <laughs> I call it. If I was like, I'm pretty much Louis through at this point. I'm like uh, interviewing people. Um, what uh, do, if you had any tips for people? Operating, yeah. <laughs> you got a little bit. Have a little burp there, did you? <laughs> if you got a, if you got any tips, no, do if you got any tips. I don't even have my English anymore. <laughs> like, um, do you have any tips? Have I got for, tips for you? <laughs> for uh, for biz, well, yeah, business owners. Let's go with business owners for now. If you were going to talk with other businesses, tell them how to do a good job. What do you? What, what do you say? Yeah, so give the customer as much information as you can. So one of the things we didn't used to have is a, a like a little piece of software that we have now that basically sends the customer the parcel number automatically when we dispatch. So this is not something Shopify can plug into like click and drop natively, I don't think. Um, and we still ship... So we now ship the business version of second class, which is called Royal Mail 48, but it's exactly the same thing, just looks fancier. But before that, we used to just use second class parcel. And they do come with a delivery um, confirmation. So once the parcel either is attempted for delivery or is delivered, the number will update and people like, can see and they can book a re-delivery. But we used to not be able to give the customer that number unless they ask for it. Um, and that's because there was just no program that sunk with Shopify that we like had. So we would have had to like either download the CSV from Drop and Go, which we used to use, yeah. and then try and upload it somewhere, or just manually enter it in every mm-hmm. single transaction. And at the time, we were shipping maybe five or six hundred via Shopify a month, and that was just not viable to do that nope. because also ninety percent of parcels just arrived kind of fine. Um, but that just meant that a lot of people would just inquire and then we had to manually search their postcode, find the number, send them the number, explain to them how to book a redelivery, all that kind of thing. So when we started using Zen stores, 
yeah. which is that thing that we have a subscription to now. You can sign up to Zen Stores with <laughs> using our, our code. I wish code. I had a code. Don't have a code. Yeah, we're not. We're not, we're not anywhere near important enough to have sponsors. Yeah, sorry guys. This is just a genuine, <laughs> genuine thing that is working for us. It might not be the best thing for you, but you know, give it a go. But basically, um, you just connect all of your channels to this. What is it? It's like an interface, whatever you want to call it. It's like a, yeah, it's like a, I guess a, it pulls all your different channels together. Yeah, doesn't? and you could plug it in with Royal Mail OBA, which is the online business account Royal Mail, like when you get invoices and stuff from Royal Mail, it all plugs in there. But the amazing thing it does is that it automatically sends tracking numbers and also parcel numbers, which are not tracking numbers, and automatically put, puts them in the Shopify order so, so the, the customer gets an email has access to it yes yeah, so so this is the amount of people asking whether parcel is has dramatically decreased because people know the number yeah and it, it does say when they put the number in this number will update once delivery is attempted or completed yeah. so it just eradicates so much of those just where's my parcel emails so i guess like that that's a good i guess what you're saying is um don't be frustrated with your customer solely because you need to make sure that, that, that there's a response you have a responsibility to give them as much information as you can so that they don't have to ask you things yeah just i think when we got that like <clears throat> again we didn't get that many we might have got like 10 15 a week which is a lot more than we get now but at the time it felt enough like it was a problem to mm-hmm. enough people that we had to solve it yeah which we which we did so that was it one of them is Shipping integration. Uh, any other top tips for people and uh, de- well, businesses and dealing with their customers? Just try. I mean, this is just from my perspective. Because so with our company, I deal with most of the customer inquiries just mm. naturally. Because I, I don't know. I just feel like because well, that just happened. Originally, I was going to take Amazon and you were going to take the other stuff, but you are so. <laughs> Control like you freak. said at the top of the episode, you are so, you're not a control freak, but you're so affected by it. Yeah. Whereas I'm just like, oh, let's come in, you know, I'm it's still right. working on that. You're like, you take it very personally. So you, it, I just was just like, you just do it because you were already harassing me to get on the computer within two minutes to I respond, know. even though Amazon gives you 24 hours, which is the right thing to be fair, because I, as a customer of other people always really appreciate a prompt response and i i could if i had a penny for every time someone said thanks for getting back so quickly i'd be a rich man um i think it's really important but that is how naturally you became the yeah but my advice would actually be to try and not be so emotionally charged well i think there's the two sides i think it's a good decision business wise because people do appreciate a prompt response especially in these times of instant messaging but or for your own mental health, sometimes maybe it's best to not take it so personally. Yeah, and I think as your company grows and you get more inquiries, you can't constantly feel nervous because you're going to get them like a few times a day and I can't spend all my day worrying about no, you can't. What, what people think or if they're going to be like... You know, I in my head I always think that obviously this customer just thinks about this issue for the whole of their day when probably they're not actually that bothered. They just send this email slightly angry and then they just go about their day and then check their email the next day and then hope it's resolved. So this is just me kind of being overly 
worried and I, I get a real kick out of solving people's issues mm-hmm. um so probably I don't know if you want me to tell the story now but probably one of the worst things for me is when I can't solve someone's issue because mm. for example we had this one person on Amazon who ordered from us and then um we got a message from them just saying where's my order and I could see in the parcel number update that it was delivered I think to a neighbor or something like I could clearly see it so I replied to a message saying hey you know this is the number um actually it says it was delivered to your neighbor can you maybe just check with them let me know and then the message bounced and it's just Amazon Um, saying hey this person's inbox is full or like their, their email doesn't exist and Amazon's policies, you can't contact them through their phone number. That's just against Amazon policy. But also they didn't even have a phone number in there, I think. So basically we couldn't even, con- like I couldn't even tell her that her order actually did arrive. Mm. And and obviously we refunded her. But then the worry is that they send us a message and then we just reply in their eyes with a refund. And no, they never really get a, passive. Aggressive. Yeah, it looks like you know, just take your money. They don't even don't even bother replying to a message. And so that kind of that stuff upsets me because I, you know, I just want to let them know. Either solve it by saying it's with your neighbor, or at least say, "Hi, I've refunded you. Sorry, you didn't get it." But yeah. I could do neither of those things. Nothing ever happened with that. Like I never. I don't think she ever left a review or anything. But stuff like that just mortifies me you know now you've said that you're gonna wake up tonight and be like (laughs) yeah it is always on the weekend it's sunday mornings usually we get like two sunday is peak time (gasps) peak time for people just kind of laying around and going yeah what has going through their order history like pizza seasoning that i ordered (laughs) where is that yeah fuck those guys i'm gonna send them a message there was one other incident I'll quickly um, tell as well, where we got an order from someone and they um, we sent it to like we used to use drop and go at the time where you just drop it off at the post office, and we got a call from a post office saying, "Hey, this address is incomplete. We can't ship this." And then again, I went and sent them an email because they only gave an email address and said, "Hey, you know, I, you might have forgotten your like part of your address." the post office won't ship it can you please let me know your address and then I think it was a company email or something and immediately it bounced just saying this person no longer works here or something and again you can't contact them loads of people seem to use emails that they just don't have any more old work emails to order things so yeah uh, you're a bit of a a stalker aren't you Jen yeah a little bit of a modern day (laughs) Sherlock Holmes basically what I did is I found them on LinkedIn (laughs) <laughs> and again, I don't know if this is what you're meant to do, but I, I sent them a friend request and, and they accepted it. And in the friend request, I just said, hey, are you by any chance this person that ordered from this business? If not, please just ignore it and delete this request. Really, really sorry. But if you are, um, just have a question about your order. And she accepted the same day and just said, hey, yeah, that's me. What, what's up? And I said, hey, your address is incomplete. And she was really happy. She was like, I'm so happy you found me. This is the rest of my address. Please send my order. <laughs> so that obviously came out good but like yeah doesn't always work doesn't always work but it's good i think you know going above and beyond i feel like i did it more for me in the end in a way because i just really wanted to solve it but um yeah take another drink i saw you reaching for it (laughs) that's good so we've talked a little bit about bad experiences with with customers what about what about one of your best ones Let's get a bit positive. Let's get some posy vibes going on in here. See, this is, I think this is the same as for customers. So when customers are happy, you don't usually hear from them. So 
the amount of reviews and things we get relative to the amount we sell is pretty low because when someone's happy they don't usually feel inclined to say something they don't but let's but <laughs> you have have you or have you not created a folder this week with positive yeah. feedback so give me give me some good customer interactions you've had well we get a lot is there of good... anything that's stuck in your mind as one of the top ones of oh. people that have have been really thankful there's a couple that spring to mind of mine. Like I mean, you, you go ahead. I mean, it's just on social, we get so much amazing like comments, especially on our ads or just generally posts. Yeah. So I'm thinking, oh, I don't want to name check. No, I don't, don't know if that's me. fair enough. But um, there was one lady, I believe, that commented on one of the ads and did a long story, didn't she, about how she's followed us since like April or something, last April. And we're, um, it might not be a woman, actually. It doesn't matter. They have someone. A, they have someone, a great person, um, and saying that they've uh, they've been addicted and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and that's which is nice, amazing to read. It's nice to read. But um, have there been any other positive customer interactions? Oh, there's one I thought of. A customer of ours reached out to us a couple of weeks ago, saying that they'd been hitting up podcasts, other podcasts about us. And that they wanted uh, they wanted to spread the good word because yeah. they liked the brand, someone who was local. That was a really nice thing to do. Yeah, just people just thinking of us when they don't, you know, they don't yeah. have to. Yeah, you know, amazing. someone taking time out. Um, what else have people? Is there anything? I mean, else? sometimes the best interactions come out of an initial, in inverted commas, complaint email. Like we had that one email recently where someone very politely emailed us and said, "Hey." I ordered the seasoning gift set and one of them sadly arrived broken. Please, um, can you solve this? And then we sent her a replacement, obviously. And I think we sent her a different one than she ordered because she had accidentally ordered the wrong thing. So I just changed it out for what she actually wanted. And then a week or two later, she just sent this really quite long email just saying, I was amazed with your customer service. Yeah, I received yeah, yeah. it after only three days and my son absolutely loves it. And Giving I me will... stories. I think that's what I love, yeah. yeah. I think I, I love that. Sorry, I cut in there a little bit. But right. I think I love when you get these little glimpses into people's lives. And I think it's very easy to get siloed um, in, into your own little world as a as a business thinking you know like just we're doing this looking at the numbers i'm making stuff i'm sending it out but it's very easy to forget that real people are actually receiving this and they're actually using it in their day-to-day lives um in their cooking um like actually literally just before this call the lady was um dming us on uh on facebook saying that um she'd been using the the pizza seasoning with everything and it was amazing and you i think it's very easy to forget that you uh that real people use this and it does actually positive it positively impacts their lives even if it's just in a small way um and i think that's really cool so i think it's good to it's yeah. good to remember that as well as oh as definitely well as and, and you need to try things. and almost hype yourself up because like the reaction i have to like a, an inquiry that might be like where's my parcel, is much more um, just, I don't want to say violent, but it's, like, much greater. Like, my physical and, like, mental reaction is much greater than getting a positive comment, even though I should be just as elated about that. I should, like, be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in a way, you just read it, and it just kind of, you're just like, oh, yeah, that's great. I but think then it's next because thing. you take it personally. 
Yeah. And, and that, and that is... <laughs> well, you should. I, I disagree. I think you should. I think... I think not take it person, not take it personally, and then react and get really kick off at someone. But I think it's important for us to be invested because we care. We spend seven days a week. Is that Tate snoring? Yeah. yeah. We spend seven days a week thinking about this, and 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 when you do um, that, it's it's only natural that it's gonna it's gonna affect you when someone. And someone criticizes it, and I think if you lose that, and what is it? What is it that I always say to you when you talk about customer service? What is it that you always say? And you talk about the fact that oh, you know, because it affects you emotionally, you'd like to. Oh yeah, I always say I, I would like to outsource it one day. And what do I say? You always say no. <laughs> I say it. It's a bit more. <laughs> More finesse than that. I, I say that it's the last thing that we should outsource, but for that exact reason, because we care. Yeah, so I much mean, more than other uh, it's double edged. I would have really big trouble outsourcing it just because I have trouble trusting someone to do mm-hmm. it yeah. right and care about it. But at the same time, it's more it's more egoistic for me because egotistical. I don't know the word, mm. but it's just because it it does like mentally kind of get me down to a degree where I don't think it's healthy and that's my problem like that's no one else's problem um but I'm just a bit of a snowflake apparently when it comes to that kind of stuff so sometimes I feel like I should just not be doing it because I I can react too emotionally even though I will never send the email that I first draft where I am emotional okay well yeah on that that kind of leads <laughs> let me just readjust myself a little bit <laughs> that that leads me into another another question if you were going to deliver uh, a speech to the average, like, customer that, that likes to complain, um, what would you say? If you were, if you were going to try and, um, if you were going to try and explain to them how you feel, if you were going to um, give a monologue to this person that you mentioned before that like, like, was kind of being cheeky, what, what is it that you would say and, and what what things do you think it's important for uh, the average like customer on to buy customer that buys things online to know? Well, I I honestly don't think I would say anything just because I feel like the kind of person that you know is I hate like the typical Karen person. Right. Okay. Doesn't okay. you know that's just how they base it on their own experiences. This is working for them. I don't think anything I'll Let's say. Let's lean into this, though. Obviously, in real life, you're not going to say this. But if if you could give them okay, this knowledge, so what would you want them to Do you know? want me to basically say my first draft email? Is that what you want? Well, not necessarily your first draft email, but what would you want them to understand about our side as the business owner? Well, I, I, obviously, I would like them to know that it's not in our best interest to do anything that they like to do anything that they would not be happy with so like as like some of them come at us I feel like they're trying to say oh you did this on purpose like you sent me the wrong thing like how could you it's like why would I want to do that like I'm literally I live and die by the service I provide so Mm -hmm. I obviously I'm trying to make you happy and I'm trying to reason with you um this business I've literally put like years into I'm, I'm i'm working part-time on it now i'm hoping to work on it full-time one day this is like my baby i'm really proud of it um yeah 
probably that. That's awesome. Anything else mm, you'd want them to know? There would probably be more, but I'm not sure I can think of it right now. That's fine. I think that's. <laughs> I think that's really. I think that's really good. All right, Mr. Therapist. Hey, look! I told you. I told you at the top of the <laughs> at the top of the podcast that that was what I was. Uh, that's the path I was going to go. Down. I honestly I think, think though that some people put on a persona when they talk on email, like like if they want to complain about something. Like um, there was one person recently who messaged, and already there's like no hello. It's just like uh i did i did i received this but i wanted this and i looked into it and i looked at their order and they received what they ordered so i went i was just like hey sorry i just checked this order and according to your order this is actually what you ordered and Mm. then again they came back no hello no thanks just saying yeah but that's not what i meant to order your website's obviously broken (laughs) and then i came back saying hey sorry um Again, sorry is something, again, that I shouldn't be saying as much in these emails, I feel, but that's a different issue. So I said, like, hey, sorry, um, I'm, I, I'm trying to, like, find a solution here for you. What would be your perfect outcome? Like, how can I help you? Yeah. And she just said, oh, I don't know. I can send it back, but, like, your website's broken, so you should fix it. Yeah. And, and I just, you know, that's when I had to take a step back, and I was just like, look, this person most likely accidentally ordered something they didn't mean to order now they're embarrassed yeah so they then and maybe in their mind they do think that it's the website messing up which is a very small possibility as well right it's unlikely but it could it could be right and just the 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 fact that i'm reading their emails to be passive aggressive might just be the way that they write emails i was just basically in my head i was like right What's the worst thing that can happen here? Um, they never buy from us again and they'll bad mouth us somewhere and that's not what I want. So I was like, right, I can just make them happy and send them what they actually meant to receive. Yeah. So I went like, hey, would it make you happy if we just sent you what you intended to receive? And they, they weren't happy with that and I let them keep the other thing mm-hmm. and that was it. And in a way, you can think about that like a loss for us, but I think it's actually a win yeah. So I felt good about it because I was like, right, I could have, you know, it could have been a long-winded thing and it would have made them more upset. It would have made me more upset. So I was like, right, I'll, I'll just do what they want and they well, might stay a customer. <laughs> this has been a few weeks ago now and at the time it did kind of, you know, I was like... Because it's happened before that people have messaged and said, hey, like, I didn't, I received this and I, I meant to order this. But then I had someone the other day saying, hey, I, I just fucked, like, I messed up. I ordered the wrong thing. Can, can I return this? Because that's not what I meant to order. And I'm much more inclined to help if they just own up to it. So if someone says, hey, I'm really, really sorry, like, I, 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 I made a mistake. I did the same thing for them. I just sent them what they actually wanted, yeah. let them keep it. It's the same thing. It's just... As a I mean, business, you do think you do think when you get that that kind of message, like the 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 wrong people kicking off about the wrong thing, it's like our website is literally bought on shop like built on Shopify. Unless the entire system is wrong, you put the wrong thing in. <laughs> like I mean, it's, it's yeah, very and, and you have to double verify because it shows you what you put in your gift set, yeah. and then you get an email again that details what's in your gift set. But a lot of people don't read their order confirmations which is fine again it's it's not actually that it happened that i'm angry about it can happen to anyone and even if it was like let's just say that this person to the best of their knowledge really believed that our website 
is broken. And they're angry about it because they're 100% sure they've put the right thing in the basket. They're 100% sure they've checked out the right thing. And then they open the box, excited to get what they wanted, and it's not right. Yeah. So I'm trying to see it like that. And I was like, they're just really upset and, and they're angry. To be fair, we've all been there. Or at least I have several times where I've been like, you've got this wrong. And then I've realized that I was the one who made the mistake. But there's one thing that I will do. If I realize I'm the one that's made the mistake, I will admit it and say, you know what? I've been an idiot. I'm sorry that I made you feel bad. Yeah, but let's say this happened to you to a big business, like let's say, I don't know, just random Ikea. Let's just say that you aggressively complain to someone at Ikea because something's missing from your bed frame. Because there's all there's about a million children in the store, yeah. No, when you order something and then you call them up and say, hey, there's, you've got a missing wheel on this thing, it's like upsetting and I, you did it wrong and then you find the wheel the next day yeah, and it was hidden. All the time. But then, because it's a company, you're unlikely you're to not, call yeah, again and go, hey, Whoever <laughs> yeah. I talked to yesterday, I'm really sorry. So the, that is true. That is true. It's like they're, they're just like, yeah, we're sorry for that now. Like, as in, you talk to one of our a million customers. Yeah, and in your stuff. head, you're just probably not as likely to want it, yeah. to apologize to IKEA because they're a company. And I mean, we're a small company, but again, a lot of our customers don't realize that it's just us. And That's they, very true. They talk to us about like where our warehouses, and they think we're really big. So maybe to them, they just try and talk a bit more. Aggressively yeah, yeah, yeah. to no, get totally. what they that's want because what used to. that's what a lot of people do. And I, basically, I'm just I'm just really working on trying to not get offended by something like by what they say. Sometimes I'm trying to put myself in their shoes always. And you know, I, I I'm getting slightly better slowly. Okay, that's good. Well, that segues again nicely into one of my um, later questions. So. Um, what do you what do you think the future of our customer service is going to look like? That's a good question. I mean, at the moment, it hasn't really changed much in that, like, we haven't really had a growth of customer service inquiries for a while. It's been pretty steady at most weeks, maybe one or two. Um, so it's not really enough to even call it work at this point because most of the emails just require one quick reply. Most of them are like, hey, how, how long is your shipping usually? And I just link them to our shipping policy and that's it. Mm. So the ones where you actually have to like go in and maybe do some detective work on where their parcel is because maybe the delivery office lost it or whatever, those are very rare. Yeah, but in the future, okay, so say... Yeah, so say it does grow. it grows. How would, you, how would you want that to be? I mean, I'd probably... I would like to set aside like a scheduled time of the day. So stop replying immediately because at the moment even if an re- inquiry comes at like 4am and I happen to see it I'm really bad and I'll just reply um, but do you think Do you, I mean I don't know the answer do you think that's the best way the reasonable considering people's expectations nowadays I think t- 24 hours is fair enough me as a customer when I message a company I'm happy if they reply within a day. I, I messaged Co-op yesterday asking where the hell... <laughs> I said it exactly like that. Where the hell is my favourite ice cream? And I said, hi there. I haven't seen this ice cream in shop for a while. Can you tell me where it was? It's true, actually. Oh. I think it took them about six, seven hours. Um, Still not over that. Yeah. Still basically, Co-op discontinued that. our favourite ice cream. But um, yeah, I asked them yesterday and they replied within six, seven They're hours. They're dead to me. They're literally dead to me. And I was really happy with that time. But it would have also been fine if they had taken until the next day. Like, for me, 24 hours, it's I like... I don't know, man. That was a nice cream emergency 
yeah, very sad. RIP. Um, but yeah, tw- I think 24 hours is fine. Also, it's not sustainable to just constantly be on call. Yeah, of course not. So you you think you'd have a time of day? Yeah, what about I think... when it got too big for a time of day? Well, by that point, I probably would outsource it, even though you don't want me to. But um, I think it's just something that when you give give someone like the rules in invert commas, like say like oh, when something like this happens, this is our company reaction. This is how we solve this and then you know they can always escalate it to oh i hate that word you know always like bring it to me if it was like something that's never happened I'll, I'll i'll ask my supervisor yeah something like that but basically i think customer service is pretty easy to like delegate because you can have templates and even though i really hate getting one of those robot templates but like just easy like hello thank you for your email whatever and then just you know look up on this website where their parcel is, solve it mm. like that. I think that's pretty, that's one of the easiest things to delegate. You know, some of the best places that I find for customer service are actually Shopify apps. Hmm. And again, this isn't sponsored by Shopify. Shopify Masters. <laughs> it's not, it's not that. Um, I, uh, and uh, when I've used apps on Shopify, they're because they live and die by their their Shopify reviews. They're really, really good, and I'm sure they have they do have teams doing it, but they're really quick and they're always really attentive. So I think you're right. You can outsource, but you need to make sure that your um, the people that you're getting to do the customer service understand how important it is, because that's what a lot of co- what a lot of companies get wrong. I think. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I'd ideally outsource it to one of our friends or something, because it could be, like, you could do customer service. Really? Our friends? Yeah. I don't know about that. I, love, I have a few I people in mind, but um, <laughs> just, it's just the perfect flexible work. It's like, just set aside one hour a day, don't care what, 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 what time, and just get through all of these emails. Okay. And then get paid. But anyway, I mean, that's far in the future at the moment. It's only about 10 minutes a week worth of customer service. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyone looking for... 10 minutes a week work (laughs) Um, so you know this has come nicely full circle I feel like we've discussed our side I feel like we've discussed the customer's side yes we have but there's actually one other thing I wanted to okay I have to get off my chest okay right Jen go on then (laughs) okay here we go before we stop this I, I did have to quickly talk about our worst ever ever customer incident yeah i asked about this earlier why didn't you drop it in there i don't know i just felt it was too long long winded all right go to on. talk about Hit it. Us with it right so shopify oh Shop- yeah i know the one yeah you know okay so on shopify when you get an order there's a little thing that tells you how high or low the fraud risk is on a transaction and i think in We've had thousands of orders on Shopify and we've only ever had one or two with a high risk and only ever one or two with a medium risk. Anyway, this order had a low risk um, and it came to us just after Christmas, I believe, last Mm -hmm. year. And it was an order from a European country. I will not name the country, it doesn't matter. And yeah, this was obviously just before Brexit and it was also at the time where... The borders closed briefly because of COVID. I don't know if anyone remembers this, but just between yeah. that and New Year's, the borders closed for like three or four days and Royal Mail would not accept parcels going out of the UK. Uh, so this order came just as that was happening. So I emailed this person saying, hey, our borders are closed. Really, really sorry. Do you want me to refund you now? Um, the order was for about £30 yeah. And we charged them, I believe, £25 shipping because it was over two kilos. So that would have been a courier. 
mm-hmm. and normally that costs like nineteen twenty pounds, yeah. something like that. Cool. So I emailed them and they replied pretty quickly, just saying, "Hey, no worries. Like I'm happy to wait." So we were like, "Cool. I'll send it whenever the borders open." So the borders opened on like the twenty ninth or something. Yeah. Right. And I think we looked online trying to book this on a courier and the prices were just mental so it was like ups was the only option and it was 40 pounds i think yeah so immediately we were losing 15 quid but also it needed so much paperwork that it took us until january the second or third to actually get it picked up from our house Mm. right Mm -hmm. so already resigned to the fact we weren't making any money on this but fine i just wanted to get it out because this person's been really nice and they waited and you know, they ordered it all the way to yeah. their country in the EU. Cool. So UPS picks up this parcel. Yeah. Now Brexit obviously has happened, so it needs like all, loads of declarations, commercial invoice, loads of stuff. But all good. Um, it's on on the way. Tracking looks great. It's, it's, it's already in the destination country. Yeah. And I'm like, amazing. This is working out. Cool Brexit. Not as bad as I thought. Amazing. And then get an email. I think the day later, the day after it got picked up, it was already in the country. This person just emailed saying, hey, I just got a text from my local postal service saying that I need to pay $18 to release this parcel. I don't want to pay this. I looked it up and I thought if I ordered before Brexit, then I don't have to pay anything. And I was I was mortified. I was like, oh, don't worry about it. We'll pay for it. Like, don't worry. And I partially refunded their order to the amount of $18. Yeah. And I just messaged, hey, I just refunded you this money. Like, just use that money and pay for it. We'll pay for it. Don't worry about it already made no money on the order so i was like might as well just get it to them Mm. cool i thought that was it that's solved it's now gonna they they paid for it they release it they get it we paid extra for doorstep delivery it's like an extra five quid or something yeah cool and then uh, (laughs) i love by the way i just love i love the the theatricality (laughs) in this carry on cool Anyway, I completely in my head thought, amazing, we solved it. Like, we went above and beyond for this person, paid for the import fee, whatever. (laughs) Great. Next day, wake up, Shopify. A chargeback was filed against you for fraud, and it was this person. Uh, And I was like, what? Fraud. Fraud? What what, what fraud? And then I looked at the tracking of the UPS parcel, and it said, the uh, receiver refused the parcel at the door, saying they did not order anything. Hmm. I was like, what? So I emailed this person, because obviously we talked before on email, and they were really nice. I was like, hey, person, person, just got this chargeback. Like, what is this about? Can we settle this? Just want to, like, sort this out. Just want to make sure you receive your goods, whatever. Ghosted, never never heard from them again. Mm. So on Shopify, you then get the option to, like, defend yourself. But first what they do is they take the entire order value, Mm. plus shipping, plus a fee, off you so even though we already refunded this person a bit of money they took the entire order money plus a fee immediately from our account so that's just gone and sitting somewhere cool so then i spent like an hour writing a defense and sent getting screenshots of like hey we had contact with this person this is the ups invoice this is like the tracking this is this is the fraud analysis from shopify saying this is not fraud this is them literally telling us they want to wait for the order because they really wanted Mm. they clearly ordered this the ip address is literally from like within one kilometer of their location whatever everything was just pointing to the fact that 
No fraud had occurred, obviously. And then what happened this morning? So, first of all, it takes ages. It took, I think, 90 days before they actually submit your defence after you file it. And then once they file it, it takes up to another 70 days for the bank, because it goes to the person's bank and the bank decides. It takes another 70 days for them to look at it and actually make a decision. Right. So this morning, I got an email that just said, your chargeback has been resolved and the bank has sided with the customer. Yeah. And that's just the kind of moment when you just think, how on earth does this work? But then I went on like the internet and apparently like 99% of Shopify chargebacks side with customers, no matter what happens, which because, is really scary. Jen, back to the top of the, the podcast, who's always right? Yeah. <laughs> Not this person. I'm just upset because... The bank doesn't want to deal with that Karen, even though it was a man. I'm upset about two things. First of all, the fact that um, we talk- I talked to this person and they were, like, really nice. And, like, I just I just tried... I feel I tried my best to, like, yeah. make their life the easiest. can't even remember the other reason now. <laughs> I was upset for two reasons. I also think it's an important distinction that this was a man as well. Because... I think a lot of a lot of the stereotype is it that it's like women that go to these lengths to. to you be, think? Uh, yeah. Well, the Karen meme is literally a woman. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. That's a woman. It's just anyone can be a Karen. Yeah, but the <laughs> fact that it was a All woman. All right. Well, is, yeah, this was. Um... Jen, I'm I'm, I'm I'm being a feminist here. <laughs> Step aside. <laughs> and I think it's an important distinction. This was a man, so that's that that meme is wrong. This was a guy who was going full. Full Karen, um, but yeah. So I guess what what what's the moral of that story? I think I feel like that's a, that that's taken us full circle actually really nicely. To is the customer always right? Do you have any any parting? I think it's a different parting I, thoughts. Or I wouldn't comments? call this a customer. I would. I feel like there was intent there because oh yeah, this is the second reason why I was upset because they filed a chargeback not for non-receival of goods or something else. They charged it for yeah. fraud. They went. They fraudulent the activity, yeah. The jugular, which just I don't suggesting know. <laughs> that we're like con people that apparently our our grift is to send send people stuff. Oh yeah, I also for forgot free. to say. So they they refused this parcel. So I got in contact with UPS saying, "Hey, can we have this parcel back?" And they were like, "Sure, we can send it back." Cost you forty two pounds to send it back. Yeah, it got destroyed. Yeah, it got destroyed in the end. <laughs> so I don't know. Just this whole thing was just so, one after the other. I was just like, how can it get worse? It cost us a hundred pounds, and we got our source. It cost. We paid a hundred pounds to destroy our source in a European country. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. That's it. That's living. That's living. That is sending sending your parcels to Europe. Just. And paying a hundred pounds for them to be destroyed. Yeah, but I don't know what the lesson is from this because it actually scares me how easy it is for people to scam small businesses. Um, I mean, I, I guess I don't. I don't really know. Like from what I read, it's just a bit of a, a an issue that's like put under the rug because anyone with a credit card just. Don't do that. If you, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a decent person, but don't do that. That's yeah. It's horrible. And again, it's one of those things that I thought about way too much. This occupied my brain way, way too yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that this morning when I was in bed at like seven o'clock. <laughs> oh no. And I was like, 
Oh, Jen's going to love that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I kind of thought this was going to happen, but I had a really good defense. I mean, I had, I edited together in Photoshop all you of did, the receipts. Yeah, yeah. I had a proper It was good. Thing. I wrote it all out in like proper language. Yeah, and, yeah it didn't work. But, well. you know, this is our only, first and only ever chargeback. So, you know, fingers crossed, touch wood, that just by talking about this, we're not going to get one tomorrow now, just out of nowhere. Absolutely. Please. <laughs> but, yeah, we're really fortunate. And to be honest, you win some, you lose some, I guess. Yeah, that's 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 probably customer services. Just you have to cut your losses sometimes. You do. I feel like that's a, so. That's a good bit of wisdom. So, so what's your parting wisdom, both for both for business owners and for customers? What do you want to leave them with? Remember for? that it's p- humans on both ends. Yeah, because I, I think like that's very. Yeah, that's that would be my biggest one. Like you're dealing with someone that also has like feelings and things going on in their life, and a bit of kindness goes a long way. High and thanks goes a long way sometimes too. Um, and yeah, I think that that might be the, the singular the singular best thing I can say. You know what, Jen? I think that's a pretty good way to leave it. So, well, I guess, guys, thank you very much for listening to this. Thank you for listening to installment. me rant for however many minutes. I, I feel like this good. episode was just like for me to just tell someone. I feel like, <laughs> you, need, I feel like you needed it and I think it was good. Yeah. Um, Most of our customers are awesome. 99.9% are yeah, literally awesome. Like, we'll definitely go to the pub with them. They're that awesome. Yeah. Um, but thanks for listening. Thank you. And yeah. uh, giving us the time of day. I know there's millions of podcasts out there you could be listening to and you're listening to this one. And there's only Bad one decision. last thing... One last thing to say. Cube. Jingle.